and welcome back to another episode here on Real Resilience with Matthew Lestat. Thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate you. It's good to see everyone here again uh, for a lovely, what is it, midweek, mid-late week, Thursday? <laughs> Forgot what day it was. A <laughs> uh, good little uh, last boost in the in the work week before we hit this nice, beautiful weekend that's laying out there in front of us, I guess, depending on where you're at, but um, not looking too shabby on our end. Uh, God, yeah, we're supposed to be getting like a day where it's like in the 70s. I'm, I'm ready, man. I don't know about you guys. I am so ready. Uh, the motorcycle's calling my name. Ultimate Frisbee's calling my name. Doing more of this work outside. I won't be doing this podcast outside. I mean, I will be bringing back the walking with the walks with Matt um, because I thought that those were fun. Uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll do we'll be doing more of that here um, in short order, I'm sure. But without further ado, why not? Let, you know, let's just dive into what it is we're going to talk about. So we're in an interesting phase. I actually, so real quick, I gave a sneak peek on this that you guys could have seen live with me um, had you been a part of the Facebook group. So, um, if you're interested in seeing kind of sneak peeks from here, from this show, um, being able to kind of communicate with me uh, directly, uh, be able to kind of engage with other people who are interested, you know, answer polls, talk about questions, discuss the topics that we talk about here, figure out how we can use them in our everyday lives, see the different strategies that other people are using, and bring these all together, really, really leverage the power of community. If you're interested in something like that, which if you're here, I certainly hope that's the case. We can't do this in a vacuum. It's not that we can't do it alone, um, although we would be very, very hard-pressed to make foundational and significant life improvements in a vacuum all on our own. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it'd be very hard. And it's a lot easier with other people there to to assist, you know, and in whatever way makes sense for you at a given time. So if you are interested in that, please, uh, and you do have a Facebook account, please swing by uh, the Facebook group Real Resilience. I think it's Real Dash Resilience. But if you just search Facebook groups Real Resilience, I believe we should be the top one there. So without any further further ado's <laughs> um what i had uh what i gave a sneak peek about was and what this episode is going to be about is kind of like it, it's all about nurturing relationships you can see in the title of the episode and so uh but i want to walk i want to make our way to there right and so what i was thinking about kind of taking you guys through my mental thought process was all right it's it's the beginning of march what is significant about the beginning of March? Well, it's the third month in the year, which means that we have all almost certainly uh, failed or failed to follow through on some of our New Year's resolutions, right? It's by this time, um, you're either you're either swinging hard and and you're seeing progress and it feels great and it's, it's most likely going to continue. If you've gotten this far and you have consistent work put in towards whatever your resolution is, if it's fitness, if it's running, if it's working out, if it's eating better, if you've been doing that consistently on a schedule, um, you know, then then you're you're set. Like it's unless something catastrophic comes up that's that that, you know, 
really sweeps your schedule out from underneath you and, and how you've managed to your system. If it's, it's if your system gets upended, you know, some that would essentially have to happen. If, if something doesn't come in to upend your system, you're probably going to be straight for the rest of the year and you'll be able to make bigger and better goals because you're almost certainly going to exceed the ones that you that you said. But, but that's not the case for probably most of us, right? Most of us have probably set some goals, got really excited, and didn't follow through. So, why, why is that? Um, I guess really what I ended up really asking myself was, what are some of the most frequent um, resolutions that I saw and that I consistently see year after year? And I don't even know if you'd call them resolutions. Um, It's more like these are the ideas that people had that sounded good that they wanted to throw out there on social media because it just it feels right and there's something that that is just that draws us to it and even though it may be cliche it's something that we're still drawn to do and that is we want to remove toxic people from our lives i'm getting rid of all these toxic people and you see all these funny hilarious uh super sassy uh, lots of attitude, um, memes and gifts that are all about getting rid of uh, all these toxic people and focusing on yourself. Well, why? Why is that the theme? Um, and and it really comes from a place of of genius, a place of of understanding the impacts of your environment on you and on how you perceive the world and how you interact and engage with the world it it goes back to that base saying that expression that's been around forever that you are the sum total or the sum average of the five people that you spend the most time with now i've talked about this a lot i think that there's a lot of um there's a lot of truth here i think there's a lot of truth here especially when in highlighted ever more so now than ever before in the face of of covid and home the the homework and the the virtual long distance stuff um those it's not the five people that are closest to you that you are emotionally closest to rather it's the five people that you spend the most time with so if you engage if you're at work but you only actually engage with like any individual person no more than a total of like 60 minutes of actual engagement and then you know that's an hour but you come home and you're there with your spouse and you guys are hanging out and you're cooking dinner and you're eating dinner and you're getting the kids ready for bed and that kind of engagement goes on for hours and hours and hours right so that you're you and your spouse or you and your kids have that um that number is much higher than any one interaction that you have there. But that's that's only there, right? So if if you watch the same show every night, and it's not, um, I'm thinking about this in less of a, a fictional kind of thing, like in an actual, um, not actual, but a nonfiction uh, sense, like the news or podcasts or things like that you know where you are getting somebody's kind of the real version of them and you're listening to them for an hour every day 
um, then that is going to be competing with the people that you communicate most with that you spend the most time with during this because you are and it's really it's like it's even more so because when you are having a conversation with somebody else there's like a back and forth right so there's time that you're engaging there's time that they're engaging but on the flip side it's like it's just all incoming so you're just receiving 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 and it isn't even that that um that dialogue so it's it's potentially i don't know it'd be it'd be curious to see if if you were able to create a sort of um, a test of influence, if you had a 60 minute long conversation with somebody every day and you also listened to a 60 minute podcast every single day, which one of those would have more of an impact on the way that you thought about the world or yourself in the world? And which one of those had more of an impact on how you actually act in the world that's 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 good i want to i want to write that down <laughs> uh so with that um it's really important like i said the 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 whole point was you know you want to remove the toxic people and, and and if you are indeed the the average of the five people closest to you then and you are surrounding yourself with people that you feel are toxic, then you're gonna be toxic, right? Or they're at least gonna poison the well, poison your well and, and make it much more difficult for you to not be toxic. But what does that mean, this word toxic? It's one of those generalized terms that's thrown around and and has, has made its heyday that it's potentially still living in your toxic relationships, toxic leadership, all of these different toxic, 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 um, everything's freaking toxic. Uh, but so I looked up what it actually meant. Um, which again, just plays into exactly what we're saying. It's poisonous or very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. So super general, nothing specific, uh, is bad right? <laughs> it's, it's what we're getting at. Now, what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to identify the poison, right? Like you, when we're thinking about those people, you don't want to just remove people who, you know, for no good reason, you want to be able to identify like, oh, what is it? Why do I want to remove these people? What is it that they're doing that I feel is toxic? And I think the ways that you can kind of do that is you suss it out through asking questions, right? And so, or, or looking at their, looking at their responses to what's going on in your life. So if you want to look at, you know, how did people respond when you were trying something new, right? You are, you're, you're like, you know what? There's this thing that just came up and I'm just, it's really crazy, but I want to go try. I want to go ballroom dancing. They're like, wow, that's ridiculous. Okay. Um, or, or, you know, I really, I've always been interested in learning how to cook. And so I started taking these nighttime classes to learn how to cook. And they're like, that's what you're doing at nighttime. You know, like, they, like you look at their response, they're like, that's really cool. Like, where do you go? What did you learn? You know, if they're actually interested, they engage with you on it like that, then that's a good sign. That's a sign that they're, that they are, um, they're supportive and they're not, trying to bring you down right if somebody's if you're trying something new and someone's bringing you down a, a lot of times it's because there's um 
there are some sort of a combination or an isolation of, of anger, jealousy, or resentment. And what is very interesting, I don't know the first person to say, I've talked about this before, I think I did a whole episode on it, um, but I, the one that I saw was Nelson Mandela, and I'm sure it goes back further than that. And I believe that he was specifically talking about resentment, um, but this really, when I sat down and thought about it, uh, it, it really does apply to all of these anger, jealousy, and resentment. They're all like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Are your friends angry, jealous, or resentful? You know, why? Why are they that way? Have you asked them? Have you had that conversation with them? Have you been upfront with it? You know, um, can it be addressed? Because sometimes it can be. Sometimes you can just talk to them like, wow, I didn't even... No, that's fair, man, my bad. Like, right on, cook. Cook your heart out. Like, I it just blew my mind. I don't. I would never be interested in cooking. And, I, and so I didn't know that you had any interest there. So get after it. <clears throat> and then you might cook them a meal and be like, hey, look, this is what I made. And they're like, holy crap, this is awesome. You know, you bring them in. Um, sometimes, it, you know, we're not that far off. Uh, and so we don't need to sacrifice an entire relationship just because there's been a kind of a misunderstanding. Um, but at the same time, sometimes there's relationships so much further along than that in the uh, the the unhealthy process, and that that toxicity <laughs> has spread throughout um, the relationship in a way that is uh, it's not good. And it's kind of beyond life support or it's on life support. And you really have to ask yourself, is it is it worth the energy that it's going to take in order to revive the relationship? And some of the ways that you can kind of tell if it is worth it is you want to think about the relationship on its best day. You don't want to think about it on its worst day. No matter but you know, you don't want to look at it in rose-colored glasses, but you wanna you wanna think about this person and and you know if them on a standard day or you know like would they how how do they interact with with your intended future right because a lot of this is coming from especially around the new year stuff it's coming around change right i want to change or i'm going to change i'm going to change and i recognize that the people around me are not fit for the change that i'm looking for you know if i if i have a bunch of friends that are the of the bar hopping variety get over here <laughs> that are of the bar hopping variety and uh and i'm trying to get into the running you know community and and do triathlons or what have you then it's not going to be good you know like that's not i rec you can recognize that from the uh, from the outset that like this isn't going to go well. You might even try to bring some of the people along with you. And that's the thing is like, you know, you think about the kind of the way that they've engaged with you in the past with these kind of endeavors and you want to look, you know, did they support you going out and trying new things? Did they stand in the way? Did they actively sabotage, right? Do they fall in the, like any of these kind of three categories and did they kind of waver and do different things depending on what you were doing? Uh, you know, any relationship that's been around for a while, I think it deserves a kind of look, a closer look like that, you know, rather than just dismissing it for what has happened lately uh, and saying, oh, this person's just changed and they're negative and, and I can't have that in my life. Like, well, 
like I said, maybe it's too far gone and and it's not worth your time, but it's worth it's definitely worth considering that you might um you might be one small misunderstanding away from from having a really great relationship that's really that can and have a significant impact on your future and your ability to to achieve what it is that you're, do, that you're doing and not only to achieve it but to achieve it with the support and camaraderie of like your friends and the people around you they might even end up supporting you uh so and when we're thinking about you know when i was creating this this episode and creating the idea and 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 everything and i came up with you know nurturing relationships i wasn't thinking about nurturing as an adjective i was thinking it of it as a verb right like you need to be nurturing your relationships right it's not about the having relationships that are nurturing it's like you need to be doing that you need to nurture them and so addressing these issues uh, asking the questions, taking the time to really think through it, and then to to engage with the person, to give them that time of day, and then giving them time to potentially, you know, respond not in the most graceful of ways, and then to come back later after having a realization like, wow, you know, you really tried to to reach out to me, you know, like you. Like that means a lot. That will mean a lot to people. And if it doesn't, then that's a really good sign that, you know, let's go ahead and cut that tie. <clears throat> but if you're able to com- clearly communicate with somebody that you're like, hey, listen, I'm trying to make these changes. I- I'm sick of drinking beers every night and and smoking these cigarettes. You know, maybe it's like you and a neighbor, right? You and your neighbor are out there and you're like buddies. You guys have been at- lived next to each other for a while. And you're like, hey, listen, man, I love hanging out with you. But like I can't do this drinking and smoking every night thing. Um, I would love to still be able to hang out and talk because I, you know, I value your your input and your your thought process, and I and I enjoy your company. Uh, I just I can't do that anymore. Like you still want to hang, you know? <laughs> like and if they're like, yeah, man, I'm still gonna drink and smoke though. Like okay, you know, like that's fine. I'm not asking anyone to do what I'm gonna do, but just don't. Don't go out there and and be offering me smokes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to struggle enough on my own not to smoke. I don't need you out there, like, handing me a pack. You know, I don't need you out there, like, handing me a beer. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to chill out. Like, and as a matter of fact, several nights a week during this, you know, I'm going to go out for a run. Like, are you interested in doing that? And you can kind of find out. Like, they don't need to do what you're doing to remain in your life, right? That's, you want to, <laughs> you want to you want cheerleaders, right? You want people that are like, hell yeah, man, go get it. Go, like, you get it, girl. Like, whatever. <laughs> you, you want the people out there that are that are absolutely standing, jumping up and down, cheering you along, but not everyone's going to be there at the finish line, right? You know, you, you have to acknowledge that, you know, people can not directly... People don't have to directly support your goal in order to to be value added in your life. Sometimes it's a nice good break. Like maybe you just got that buddy that you can just laugh and and joke joke with and have a great time, but he's absolutely never going to go on a run with you. Like just because that's the case and you want to be a runner doesn't mean you have to cut this person out of your life, right? It, it, it's really good to have people outside of these circles that kind of keep you grounded so you don't get lost up in, in, in the momentum of this thing without sight of the world around you right it helps to keep you balanced keep you uh, you know grant you 
um, pers- a continual perspective uh, on yourself. They're like, hey, man, this is like the fourth time you've run today. And this is like the seventh day in a row that you've ran four times a day. Like, that's kind of a lot. <laughs> you know, like maybe maybe you got to cut it down a little bit. You know, like, that's ridiculous. Everyone at the place that I've run runs this much and blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, but, uh, you know, that's not good. Like, there are limits. <laughs> you want to you wanna, you wanna make sure that you're able to run, you know, as enthusiastically as you are now, five years from now, 10 years from 20 years from now. You don't want to, you don't want to, like, you know, break yourself off and run 30 miles a day, and, you know, if you can't handle it right off the bat. Like, let's just, you know, bump the brakes. And sometimes it takes somebody that's outside of that circle to do it. And, and sometimes, it's, you know, everything is fine, and it's just good to have somebody, like, a change of pace to be able to go. I'm like, oh, man, I am going to go have a beer. I'm going to go have a steak and a beer and, uh, you know, smoke a cigar with my buddies. And fuck, hell yeah, man, get it. Like, that doesn't have to, you can do that once, and, you know, once in a while and not have it be a lifestyle and not have it Im- impede your new lifestyle and your new goals. Like you can have, you can have this balance. Um, it, you just have to have people in your life that are willing to, to respect that balance, to understand where kind of the scales lie that like you're putting way more weight into the running than the drinking and the smoking and the bar hopping. Uh, you know, and it's, and, and if they can understand and respect that, then, then awesome. Um, but one of the things that I think that we, we often forget when we're doing this, when this time comes around is, is that we're, we're friends. Like, I don't mean like me and you, but like, yeah, but like, <laughs> I mean like we, ourselves, you, the individual, me, I am a friend of people, right? That when they think about their friends, you know, I come up on their list like, oh yeah, he's my friend. And so, like, then you got to think about all of this stuff from from your perspective. Like, how are you supporting those people closest to you? What are you are you standing in the way? Are you sabotaging? You know, uh, are you the one who is uh, out there cheerleading? You know, are you the one that's giving a comedic relief, a little bit of a break from their, you know, their endeavors? Like, you can be this thing. You could be it's because. You're not gonna be the same thing to everybody. To some people, you're gonna be that that break from what it is that they're doing. For other people, for other people, you're going to be uh, you're gonna be that cheerleader, you know. And and hopefully for nobody, you're gonna be sabotaging, um, lest they be, uh, you know, evil. <laughs> we can sabotage those who are evil, but that's another conversation. <laughs> so. The, the the point is you don't want to stand in people's way you know if they're not hurting anybody they're just trying to better themselves or you know like don't worry about it like you got you have a limited amount of time on this planet and on this earth and you need to be using that to the best of your ability to live the best life that you can to live a life that's worth living where you're fulfilled you have achievements you you've pursued love and and learning and you've struggled and you know like you've really just drained the the all the juice right you wrung out the towel of life um and you don't do that by standing in people's way like there's not a single part of you stopping somebody from doing something that they really want to do that will make you feel better. Like it's just, 
you know, misery loves company. So while I'm out of shape and you're trying to get in shape, I feel like crap. And so I'm going to make you feel like crap. And hopefully you stop. Then we can both feel like crap together. You know, and that's, that's really what that is. But at the end of the day, one of the biggest things that we can do is, is one cheerlead the people that cheerlead us. But it's a, that falls kind of in a subcategory of making time. We want we always, every single day, we make time for the things that matter most to us. And so we make we make sure that we get up on time so we so we are able to to get to work on time. But there's a lot of stuff that happens in there as well. We don't just value getting to work on time. We value getting to work on time and probably looking a certain way. Uh, our, our work likely has some sort of a dress code or, or just general, you know, uh, Theme, I guess you could say to to how people dress. Uh, so if because if everyone in there is if it's you know business business casual, um, you're going to need to to make sure that you are well manicured and you are you know presentable. And so you're going to have to get up not just in time to get up, you know, in your bathrobe and walk out to your car and drive. Like you're going to have to get up. You're going to have to take care of yourself, personal hygiene, right? All of these things you value you're taking action on them because you value um so you are you're brushing your teeth you're taking a shower you're doing your hair you're for me you're doing your beard (laughs) uh you know you're getting in your clothes you're preparing like you're drinking your coffee make sure to make your coffee you made sure to go to the store to buy the stuff for your coffee you made sure to go to the store to buy the stuff to do your hair and do your beard for those of us that have them <laughs> and whatever else, you know, we only made time to make sure that we can do this. And then we make sure that we have, we, we took the time to buy food and we, we take the time to cook and we take the time to put the kids to bed and, and then we stay up and then we watch shows, you know, because like, that's what we're choosing. We're, we, our actions reflect our, our priorities, you know, and our priorities reflect our, our values. So if you're, you want to think about your relationship with your friends in the same way, right? You want to make time for what you value. And if you value the friendship and you don't want to be that toxic person in the relationship, then you want to, you want to make time. You, you know, and it's not saying you need to call all your friends all the time, but drop them a text. Like, hey, man, what's up? Hope all is well. You know, hit me up sometime. Bam. You know. It doesn't take a two-hour long conversation. That's one of my faults. I say this because, and I bring this up because I know that I mess this up all the time. I think that, like, man, I don't want to, I can't just message and be like, hey, what's up? Hope everything's going well. Like, have a great day. I'm like, no, I got to call and we got to have a conversation. We got to catch up and do this. I'm like, I got to get over that crap, man. I got to just, just do the quick messaging and just let let things happen naturally, uh, you know, and just kind of work that into the, the regimen, to the normal schedule. Um, but yeah, so I, I like the idea of, of looking at relationships as a, as a, as an essential part of our balanced lifestyle, right? If you think about like a, the healthy balanced diet consists of whatever, if you think about the, the healthy balanced emotional diet, you know, one of those key ingredients is going to be a good solid trusting relationships and they're, it's like th- they are the superfoods they are the the super dense absolutely best food for you 
Whereas the jealousy and the anger and the resentment, that's like, you know, that ice cream. <laughs> I think about that as like the poison that you take and you're waiting for the other person to die. It's like you're eating ice cream. Anyway, this kind of fits well. But yeah, they're the poison, right? So, if, you know, relationships are the superfood. Jealousy, resentment, and, and anger are, are the poison. So we want to we wanna avoid poison. We want to avoid people that, that use those poisons and uh and we want to we want to eat well right we want we want our relationships to stand out we want them to be incredible we want to support people we want supportive people um the best way to do that is to pursue what you love do so aggressively without um without any sort of reservation or or shame and we want to let the chips kind of fall where they might. You know, if people just pay attention, pursue what you love, do it aggressively, do it without reservation or without apology, and let the people respond how they're going to respond. Give them an opportunity to respond well. They might just, they might surprise you, and they might not. They might surprise you in a bad way as well. So you want to, you know, you just want to pay attention and you want to choose your goals wisely. You want to align your goals with who you are and who you want to be, and you want to do so in a way that signals to the world that this is what we're doing now. And if you're not on board, then you're not on my ship. You know, if you're not on board with me, then get off my ship kind of a thing. So but give people a chance, you know, act, let them see, respond. They're worth it. Friendships are worth it. It's, we, we struggle without them. We are social beings. So don't forget that value those relationships, give them the time and effort that they're due don't give up on your goals. If you're struggling, this take this as an opportunity to hop back on that bandwagon to create and beef up that system again and to go get after it. Uh, we picked up a, a, a workout regimen on the VR thing I've been telling you guys I got with the Oculus Meta Quest 2, whatever the hell thing. Uh, they don't use Facebook anymore in the branding, so I don't know, but it's Facebook's VR Oculus Meta Quest 2. <laughs> There's so many words. <laughs> And it's incredible. I love every single day I do a a workout on there. Um, I do a, like a boxing, like a series of different boxing workouts. So usually anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes. But each one will be like anywhere from 9 to 20 minutes-ish. You know, and you just kind of pick which ones you want. Pick what music you want to listen to and just freaking tear it, tear it up. And I tell you what, I am feeling so good. It, it is... I am dripping sweat by the time I'm done, but it's engaging. It pumps you up. It's a good break. Um, Yasmin's, been, Yasmin's been taking it to work. She's been tearing it up there. I'll get pictures of her just <laughs> with an imprint of like where the, the goggles are when she took them off, like the red line that's there, and uh, and just dripping sweat in like her uh, in her uniform, you know, and just like yep, just tore it up. Like it's that's the beauty of it too is you can take it anywhere and it's just bomb, 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 and you just get into it, get into the music, and you get moving, and it's so much fun. Um, so I highly recommend it to anyone that's that's kind of inclined towards the the um, VR video games and stuff like that, and is also interested in in improving their health um, and are looking for new interesting ways to do it. That's an option for you. Give it a shot. Let me know how it goes. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you all here again next time on the next episode of Real Results.